We got track news for you. News you can use to wash away your blues. We got track news for you. What the fuck you gonna do? What the fuck you gonna do? Hey, everybody, it's track news. Do we want the bridge noise? Yeah, why not? Yeah, all right. We're gonna we're gonna bring the bridge noise in. Here we are. We're on the bridge. All right. Welcome to the bridge, everybody. We got Trek news for you. Come to br- here come the bridge. Here come the bridge. Okay. Here come the judge. Uh, yeah. Sorry. <sighs> what are we doing here? <laughs> um, so, a uh, lot, lot's happening in Trek news. It's been a while since we've done Trek news. Welcome back to Trek mm-hmm. news, everybody. It's good to talk about Star Trek, something we love. Yeah. In the uh, context of a news thing. Yeah. You know news, what? News related. Yeah, I'm going to put like a news thing, but like a world map or maybe a, a galactic map behind us. That'd be <laughs> that'd be a good idea. Oh, yeah. Yeah, with the Alpha Quadrant, Beta Quadrant. A little, uh, little ticker uh, tape ba- thing. Beta Cuck Quadrant. Mm. Mm-hmm. Where do you think the Beta Cuck Quadrant is? My room. <laughs> what? Wow. <laughs> wow. He ain't wrong, though, folks. <laughs> yeah, he ain't wrong. No, he's not. He ain't wrong. <laughs> um, so uh, we're, we're going to jump right into some Star Trek news. So um, yeah. Star Trek Resurgence was released this week. You hear about this? No. You know about this? Have you heard about this? In the new fifth week, you know? <laughs> um, so it's a, uh, a video game. Oh, say what? Dad, you don't really play video games. Well, you, you do. You'd be, you be playing the Zelda. I do be playing Zelda. That's why I don't have time for anything else. <laughs> anything else in your life? Nothing? Uh, so, like, let's see. Like, I've, I've been watching anything. Nothing. Like, I guess I go to work. Yeah, you go, you go to... You uh, work, gym, Zelda. You work, know. Work, zim, work, gym, Zelda. Work, gym, Zelda. <laughs> um... Yeah, is that about right? Yeah, I've been Zelda in a lot. Zelda ing is is what you call it. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of mad. So though, so, it's a, so it's a it's a verb in your life now. Yeah, oh yeah, I Zelda. Oh man, <laughs> I'm kind of mad Yikes. though because like I look at line, and uh-huh. you know there's like uh, part of Tears of the Kingdom is that there's lots of like construction that goes on. You can build different flying machines. You can build all sorts of different contraptions. Uh-huh. And the most I can do is like. Like a board with some wheels on it that has a fan. And but you 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 make things for a living. I know. And I so know. you should. You, this should come naturally to you. I, right? I know. That's what I think. I'm like, oh, I'm going to build something cool. And then I look online, and people have built machines that can like cook chickens, uh-huh. and then shoot the chickens out of the contraption. Uh, yeah, what is, but you're like, that's why you can't make a tofu rotisserie for yourself. Come on, you could make a tofu rotisserie. You know what? You know what? I'm. I. I think I need to just like buckle down and really just like get into the contraption building and Tears of the Kingdom. Just like really focus on it. Hmm. Build. It's just like it's just like everyone does everything cool. Like I already saw like people build drones. Uh-huh. People build drones that are automated and like fight things. I've seen people build like mechs, like walking mechs that can like like shoot out missiles. Mm-hmm. I've seen like the guy that built like a. A thing that has like a that uh, shoots fire out of its dick and then its balls explode, like that sounds nice. Like I'm so jealous. Like, what are you? What are you jealous? You're jealous of the thing that can shoot things out of its dick, or the people who build it? 
the people who 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 built these wonderful things. Because uh, like, I'm kind of jealous of being able to shoot something that blows up out of my dick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it whatever what it comes out of your dick does burn. <laughs> it does. <laughs> it's caustic, that's for sure. Yeah, but but it's, it's not. It's pretty much like the alien spit. Like the spit, yeah. Yeah. Or the xenomorph blood is just yeah. like it'll burn through decks, like yeah. metal grating and it shit. Drops drops on your carpet. You're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. It drips through the floor, and you hear a dog. Go, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I get that one a lot. <laughs> Uh, the one I get most often is that's your cum. <laughs> that's your cum. Yeah, As like... they die. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> they just start melting. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. You're not. It's basically basically the end scene of uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> just, like, <laughs> just like all the flesh just melting right off their faces. <laughs> no, it's my cum. That's my cum. Yeah, it's my cum. Yeah. <laughs> so so but there's 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 probably little little there's very little, little coming in the uh star trek resurgence though um oh i don't uh, see like coming be a being like a huge part of that show. yeah i don't i don't think so either but uh yeah. we're gonna read the ign review of this you you familiar with ign you don't really yeah. game. okay you you're familiar with ign though, yeah. so um uh they uh their their subtitle here is to boldly go where telltale has gone before mm. So, oh, and what what platform is this game on? Is it a computer game? Yes, hmm. um, I believe. Uh, so, it starts out: Star Trek and Telltale style adventure games seem like a match made in heaven. Telltale is like the studio that's made like Elden Ring. Okay, um, you know, fucking uh, what? What are the other ones? The you know all the all the all the knights with a sword game mm. that are like super complicated and super difficult. Yeah, I mean, I've I've played basically like two games. Yeah, last, I don't like, I don't play years. a lot of stuff. Yeah, I've played um, Stardew Valley. Oh, I also played Animal Crossing, and now I'm playing Tears of the Kingdom. So I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty stupid when it comes to video games. <laughs> Interesting. So what you're saying is you're a bottom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those three games are the literally the Triforce of Bottoms. Yes. Play games. <laughs> yeah. Maybe throw in uh, Harvest Moon in there. Oh yeah, no, I never played Harvest Moon, but yeah. I am I am uh, I'm big in the Stardew Valley I like that a lot. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. What do you harvest? Uh, I'm doing lots of. Uh, I got the tropical island, so I'm growing lots of like. Uh, I, I I I'm sorry. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wasn't I wasn't serious. Uh, so um, we're gonna continue on this article here. <laughs> uh, the two just fit. Uh, Star Trek and Tell Tell style games. That is uh, Star Trek. Best and most beloved stories are about dialogue, not just two characters talking to each other, but about how people relate to one another in the world around them. It's about the choices we make when faced with tough decisions, what we could be if we learn from our past mistakes, and the strength gained by uniting diverse peoples and cultures. All of that can be hard to do in a video game, which are typically too busy firing phasers and torpedoes to get more than a few words in edgewise. Mm. Uh, Star Trek Resurgence's conversation-heavy approach doesn't always work, but it never loses sight of what makes Star Trek, Star Trek. And when the developers at Dramatic Labs lock onto that signal, it nails the series' appeal while providing an engaging story full of memorable characters. Hmm. Resurgence follows the crew of the USS Resolute, 
picking up a few years at the end of uh, after the end of Star Trek Nemesis, um, at the final of the Next Generation films. The story puts you in control of two instantly likable characters, Jara Rydek, a humble, accomplished Academy graduate who has been brought in uh, to be the ship's new first officer, and Carter Diaz, a charming and funny, adventure-hungry engineer who used his great talent to skip the Academy and enlist to get out to see the galaxy. Dramatic Labs establishes several conflicts immediately. The crew, see, uh, crew views Jara as an outsider who walked into a job she hasn't earned. Mm -hmm. The Resolute's commanding officer, Captain Sol Solano, Solano uh, is desperate to salvage what's left of his legacy after an accident and expects Jara to help him do it, even if it means breaking a few rules here and there. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, Carter, on the other hand, is part of an overworked, understaffed engineering team that's responsible for getting the Resolute up and running while managing a Vulcan boss who seems impossible to please. His friendships with other members of the crew and his personal ambitions. I bet a Vulcan boss would be impossible to please, especially once every seven years, you know what I'm saying? Oh. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that, that shit gets hard, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Get that pawn far up in there. Mm. Um, yeah, it sounds fun so far. Like, uh, I like, I like the premise. As do I. Yeah. Um, so then there's the ship itself. The Resolute is a science vessel, and its first mission is a doozy, uh, negotiating a settlement between the Aldanians and the Herodi, two alien races feuding over who owns valuable dilithium mines. So it's a, yeah, that's, that's a thing that would be definitely like a political thing, because like there, this isn't complete post-scarcity, mm -hmm. which is something people don't really understand a lot about Star Trek, is like, dilithium is still something everyone needs and it's a limited resource yeah so that's something that is like a politically necessary item that people will trade for so mm -hmm. it's not completely post-market yeah it even, can't it can't be replicated yeah even though like politically and like personally for most people it is post-scarcity yeah like ostensibly but like the, the uh, politically yeah. uh between you know Ba basically, like, the Federation is just, like, a, a conglomerate. It'd be something like the UN today, I guess. Mm -hmm. You know, just a bunch of nations who agree on a certain outlook. Mm -hmm. Which is, like, yeah, in Discovery, they really push that where, you know, all the dilithium explodes for mysterious reasons. So, yeah. so it even becomes, you know, more scarce. And you see, like, that kind of, like, brings the Federation down. Mm -hmm. Like, it makes, it makes them completely, like, a... Uh, almost powerless and like a non-entity and the and the the alpha quadrant afterwards indeed um so uh review says uh they talk some more about the characters we don't really need that much of that they say dramatic labs is spinning a lot of plates here but it manages to keep almost all of them from falling over and shattering uh, you won't need to know much about Star Trek to follow along, though you'll obviously appreciate certain things and characters more mm. if you know the difference between, for example, the Centaur and Miranda-class starships. Mm. I do not. Do you? <laughs> Centaur and... No, uh, that's, that's not something I really pay attention to with yeah. Star Trek. I pay more attention to, like, politics, I guess. Yeah. I know consequences. Like people, people like you know Mike from Red Letter Media. He's he's a he's a big ship nerd. Oh, is he a big ship nerd? <laughs> yeah, interesting. Yeah, he, he always loves talking about the different classifications of ships and that's fun. And stuff, yeah, that's that's an interesting thing. He's 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 a very Gen X type guy. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's cool. That's good. That's a cool <laughs> thing to do. Not my thing to do. No. Um, so review continues. The perspective effectively bounces between Jera and Carter, depending on the situation. Sometimes this means giving orders from the bridge or leading an away team. Other times it means rerouting power to a critical system or taking a spacewalk to repair the USS Resolute. It gives you a better idea of the stakes for everyone aboard. Problems apply to more than the folks on the bridge. Who knew? And makes scenarios more exciting. Um, you'll have to make choices like these quickly, too, because you're on a timer. Sometimes it's fast, sometimes it's slow, but you'll have to respond or not, but choosing not to decide is a choice in and of itself. Mm. Uh, the reviewer never felt rushed during the big moments, but they knew when to be decisive, and so did the characters they were controlling. Uh, timer was fast enough to make uh, them think on their feet, but not so overwhelming they felt paralyzed. Um, has some more stuff about the crew. Uh, this is a long ass review. It is a long. I review. am not 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 reading all of this. We're just going to get to the verdict. Yeah, it says uh, Resurgence does an admirable job of capturing the spirit of Star Trek. Uh, this is a series that fundamentally believes in doing the right thing and treating others with compassion, and that's reflected by the many well written decisions you're presented with here. The choices are almost never easy, but the lack of a morality system or any indication of what you're supposed to do creates a sense of freedom to act how you imagine these characters would act. Mm. Uh, I wish these certain storylines had more closure, and I would love some version of a chapter select, but by the time the credits rolled, I was satisfied with the choices I'd made and entertained by the wide variety of Trek-flavored minigames and already thinking about what I'd do differently next time. And that's what Star Trek is really about. Choice. Mm. Interesting thesis. Uh, the choice to be better today than we were yesterday, to accept another, to try to do the right thing. Okay, I agree with that, I guess. Uh, reviewer says, Resurgence gets that. As Raya, or Jara Rydek remarks, As we take our next steps into the unknown, the greatest insights that lie ahead are what we learn about each other. End of article. Mm. So yeah, uh, that that's interesting. So I, like, uh, I wonder if it's like, yeah, it doesn't seem like it has like no choices. If you make bad choices, it doesn't seem to affect you affect your terribly. Maybe yeah, I, but it probably know. affects you, like how other people perceive you. But like, there's probably no, nothing like you know in certain games. Like if you make bad choices, your alignment changes. <laughs> you know, and, it could um, be. I, I don't know. Yeah, uh, and they gave, they give it a seven out of ten, which is a pretty good score for IGN. I'd say. Yeah. That's pretty solid. Um, so if you're into Star Trek, maybe you should check that game out. Yeah. They're not paying us to say that. We're just saying that. I'm just saying that. Yeah, it seems interesting. I, I'm looking out for nerds who want that. Yeah, type I should. Type. I was always think about trying to get that one um, mobile game that you always see ads for. Uh, oh, the there's another Star Trek. I know you're what you're talking about. Yeah. Star Trek Online or whatever. Yeah. Why were you thinking about getting yeah, that? It looks might might be fun to play. You really think so? Yeah. Maybe, maybe. I'm uh, I'm too involved in, in Zelda. I can't. I yeah, can't I know. Think, I know. I what what are you it, doing? I like, can't even think about other games right now. Yeah, you're just gonna stop like coming to the podcast and <laughs> gonna fucking be doing. You can't do more than one thing outside of here. Exactly. I I know that. Besides work. <laughs> Besides work. You can do work. You can do Zelda. Yeah. You come here. Yeah. Sleep yep. maybe. Maybe eat. Maybe eat. Oh, I, you know I'm eating. Oh, you be eating. Ho, 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 ho. <laughs> Chomping down. <laughs> That's 
Is that the only? That's I don't really have a really good f- eating. Yeah, well, I, I am eating stuff out of the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> What's this one? Oh, that's the uh, one. yeah, that no, one. That's not that good. No. I need a good eating sound effect. All right, so uh, let's move on in some Star Trek news here. Uh, so we talked about this a few weeks ago, and I wanted to get more into it. Mm. Um, maybe it was last week. Mm. Maybe it was two weeks ago we talked about. But uh, AI and deep fake technology uh. used in Star Trek, mm. right? Yeah. Yeah, I think we should. Uh, I think yeah, I think we talked about um, um, it used in Star Wars. Like we mentioned how, like, um, what's his face? Um Grand Moff Tarkin was oh yeah uh, we did was, yeah. Uh, was CGI'd in uh, Rogue yeah. One mm-hmm. like they they kind of like put his face on uh, the actor that played Scorpius from Farscape uh, yeah they did yeah for sure um, so got an article here from uh, Daily Star Trek News thanks Daily Star Trek News for the content. Um, mm-hmm. Published May 29th, 2023. Star Trek could use deep fake technology to bring back characters. Uh, oh, let's uh, get back to the bridge there real quick. Oh, yeah. Doop, doop, doop. Uh, Star Trek could use deep fake technology to bring back characters. As the technology has improved, some sci fi properties have embru- embraced using deep fakes to bring back characters whose original actors have died. But Star Trek isn't among them. That could change, however. In an interview with SFX Magazine, reported by GamesRadar, Star Trek Strange New Worlds co-creator and showrunner Akiva Goldsman, uh, who was also the showrunner for Season 2 of Star Trek Picard, discussed the possibility of using CGI in the same way Star Wars has done. I would consider it, Goldsman said, noting that he is not alone in that regard. He said, uh, quote, My friend Terry uh, Metalis from Star Trek Picard is not alone in feeling frustrated with Kirk's death in canon. It's why he put his body at Daystrom Station, right? <laughs> Which, if Terry did that, I don't know. I, I mean, like, hmm. I'm fine with him dying anywhere before the Nexus. Yeah. And the Nexus is a fine death for him, too. Also, it should be, like, pretty final, I feel. That's that's one thing I feel it, sh- it should be like kind of stressed and within Star Trek is that mm-hmm. like you know I mean like there, that's the point why there's so many different franchises with a wide variety of casts. It's like it's it shows like the people don't matter as much as like the ideals. And, Absolutely, and so it's yeah. just like it just shows how like people from all these different backgrounds and everything uh you know species you know race sexuality whatever they all come mm-hmm. together for a common goal which is like uh, you know it was just to, to make the federation and so that's why it's like it shouldn't be just like one particular person that's a representative of it and that they're somehow like immortal <laughs> i don't know in a post-scarcity society i feel like everyone's there just to fuck though right yeah they're just fucking Everyone's just fucking. <laughs> They're just like, I mean, what am I? What, what am I going to do with my time? Like, yeah. run, run a fucking restaurant on Earth? What, what, what <laughs> run, run a run a Creole restaurant in the future? Yeah, like, like come on, like, yeah. I, like I'm going to be fucking peeling potatoes all day for like what, what reason? Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. You're you're going to make fucking mashed potatoes out of them. <laughs> you can replicate same mashed potatoes, yeah. Dad. What are you doing? It, it, Just it, add it, seasoning it's, it's, into the regular fucking mashed It's pr- better when it's homemade. No! <laughs> well, I'm sure there are people who are like, no, replicated is better. But 
but yeah, that's. But I do feel like we there there should be just like a finality to cer- certain people's stories. Like mm-hmm. it's like okay, we had we reached the finality of Kirk. Like it wasn't that great. <laughs> I feel like we reached the finality of Captain Picard. Yes, absolutely, a hundred percent. I don't really want to see him in anything else <clears throat> Star Trek related. I'd be fine with some of the other characters from, you know, the next generation mm. here and there, yeah. but. Picard, I, th- I think, I mean, three seasons of his own show is great. It's fine. Yeah. Especially for how bad the first two seasons mm. were. So. With a Hail Mary final season, yeah. But, yeah, it's like, I would yeah, I would have liked it if he died at the end of that. But yeah, that's yeah, why that, I'm like. It really was a Hail Mary of a season, wasn't <laughs> yeah. it? Like, they threw the ball. T- I will give it up for Terry Metalis. Like, he threw the ball straight to the end zone. Yeah, to the kid in the wheelchair. Yeah, and the entire time <laughs> I was just like. <laughs> There's there's no way they can catch this. This is the dumbest play ever. Yeah. And at the end, they caught it. I'm like, ah, all right. All right. Okay. Kudos. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I'm fine with that, with his story ending there. Like, mm-hmm. let's focus on stories we can, like, how we can, like, have a new cast, right. a new group of people. Like, it, just how, like, that, that continues on. And we have two new Kirk's yes now so we have we have Chris Pine as Kirk so he's been Kirk for past 14 years ostensibly mm. if they ever make Star Trek 4 mm. uh, and then we have a new Kirk and I forget his name uh, but the guy in some young guy yeah uh, some young guy <laughs> from Strange New Worlds and I don't know if Akiva Goldsman is like trying to push for him to stay alive in play Kirk indefinitely for the future mm. But like, how long could they even keep him? Because he's but not. But then, like, why even like, why even like, approach the idea of like a deep fake? Because like they did that also with. Um, I don't even know. With uh, Luke, you know, uh, Mark Hamill, and right. um, that and didn't the look great. It was very uncanny valley to me. Which it was, which was funny, is because I don't know if you've seen pictures of the guy that they had the stand in who they deep faked Mark Hamill's face over. Mm. The guy looked just like Mark Hamill. That's amazing. And so, and I think like showing like you know you know we have like Chris Pine. It shows mm-hmm. that other actors can seamlessly just like fill that role, and you just have to kind of like use you know, you know your imagination. Suspension of disbelief. Yeah, suspension of disbelief. Just yeah, be yeah. like, okay, yeah, that's Kirk, because it's like obviously like you can't you can't make uh, William Shatner. <laughs> you can't de-age him in real life and oh, put good. him back in the role. That'd be amazing if we could, and he would love that. He would absolutely love it. He would. He would. He would take. He would, he would make that deal with that devil in the second. Oh yeah. He'd be like, uh, "My eternal soul, I don't. I don't give a fuck." <laughs> uh, you you say I could be Kirk Young again? Yeah. And even and it shows like how also like yeah I mean Chris Pine showed how it's like you like that that works like. Um, What's his face? You know, Christopher Pike. You know, mm-hmm. he's been recast. You know, in Strange New Worlds. Oh, and he's the uh, best by Pike. An- yeah, Anson Mount. Best Pike he, by far. Best Pike. Like absolutely. Like like uh, uh, like a uh, lifted the role to a new heights. You know, it's just like you know, we got we got you know we've had other iterations of Pike, but like this so far is the best. And like it's like we don't need like them to fucking like uh, deep fake. <laughs> Anson Mount or anything. Oh like God, Anson, no. Anson Mount's a fine, oh, of, uh, like he's a, per- oh, he's a perfect Pike. Imagine like, if they took Anson Mount and deep faked him onto like uh, the the original Star Trek episodes yeah, with Pike, yeah. like the one where he's a fucking mummy basically, yeah. and then like the you know like the pilot. Yeah, like 
Like you can go back and do that sort of stuff. Like mm -hmm. I think I think I think like deep fake technology shows like a lack of confidence in the viewer. Mm -hmm. Like it's just like, oh, they won't know it's Kirk or Pike or whoever unless they look exactly like them, unless we deep fake them. And then you know that's why like, you know, Star Wars did mm -hmm. had a deep fake uh Luke. It's just like they have zero confidence in the viewing viewing and their and their viewers. Or the Which fans. is weird because then they went and made fucking solo with not Yeah. You know, not like a de-aged Harrison Ford like they're trying with Indiana Jones. Mm -hmm. They just, just like chose some guy who kind of looked and acted like him. Yeah, which I like that idea, except the execution of it was dog shit. Yeah, I mean, uh, Solo wasn't a good movie. No, it wasn't. I <laughs> like, like I like, like the ending. That was kind of cool. What they did with like the the thing in one room for like the last third of the oh film. yeah like yeah like the actor and like you know and I think like the yeah, core of the idea was fine. Like because that actor he was also in um. Hail Caesar. I don't know if you ever saw that. No, I haven't. I just got it. The uh, the the Coen Brothers film. Mm. Yeah, uh, he like uh, it's not my favorite Coen Brothers movie. Yeah. What um, it, what is? Yeah. Uh, it's hard. You you blood simple motherfucker. You a hood sucker <laughs> proxy motherfucker. <laughs> oh, I'm actually probably, I um, raising Arizona for me. I do Fucking love that. That's that's one of my favorite Arizona. Cage performances. Like, oh, it's so good. Yeah, like for, as for Silly Cage, it has to be Raising Arizona. Like Serious Cage is um adaptation. Like oh, really? Raising Arizona over um Vampire's Kiss? Absolutely. Really? And I mean over Vampire's Kiss. Well, that there's there's the three cages. Uh -huh. There's the serious actor cage, right. which you can get in adaptation. Mm. Like he does, he's a, he's a, he's a good actor when he wants to be. Oh, absolutely. Um, then there's like you know silly but good cage, which is raised in Arizona. Mm -hmm. Like he does an excellent job in that. Then there's just like fucking off the rails cage. Oh, which is, uh, which is my favorite. <laughs> just vampire's, vampire's kiss, kiss or <laughs> like um, uh, uh, bad lieutenant, Port bad of Lute New Orleans, or uh, what's it called? Um, um, the one where he's like the albino. There's a there's a snot song about it. Oh, I'm not sure. That sounds rad as hell, though. Yeah, there there is not this band snot has a song that's just all cage quotes from that movie. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, that movie is just off the rails. That and sounds fun. Yeah, there, those are the three kinds of cages you get, and I think those are the three best pickings from each of those categories. But uh, yeah, like uh, um. Yeah, but Raising Arizona is a good Coen Brothers movie. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That was uh, we went off the rails on the KG train there. Didn't we, we did, we did. KG train, KG train, KG train. <laughs> Going off the rails on a KG train. Thank you. Well. We needed that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, in an interview with SFX Magazine, uh, Star Trek: Strange New Worlds co-creator Akiva Goldsman discussed the possibility of using CGI in the same way Star Wars has done, saying, "I would consider it." <laughs> We don't need it. <coughs> uh, yep, we went through that. So, Sharp-Eyed fans noticed that Kirk's remains were among the items being kept by Section 31 at the facility, uh, the Daystrom facility in Picard. Goldsman said there is an allure to using the technology to make changes to Star Trek canon. Please don't. Saying, quote, uh, there are a few things that I would retcon if I could, and digital performers could help that. And I think, in theory, yes. Oh. So Star Trek has used computer magic to play with characters from the past before. Uh, in Star Trek Deep Space Nine Season 5 episode Trials and Tribulations, members of the DS9 crew stop a time-traveling assassination plot to kill James T. Kirk. Mm -hmm. 
Producers used 1990s technology to insert DS9 cast into footage from the 1960s Star Trek episode, The Trouble with Tribbles. Which I think we, we mentioned in the last episode that yeah. we do, we, um, we, de- we like that episode a lot. And yeah, they... Because they don't retcon anything. They don't retcon anything. Uh-huh. And, um, and also, like, just seamless, like, adding the, adding the characters, like, into those scenes worked better, a hundred times better than any of the fucking like soulless deep fakes that I've seen so far. Like, mm-hmm. like it, what we have seen of deep fakes, like we had like the deep fake Grandma Tarkin, deep mm-hmm. fake Luke, deep fake yep. Leah, Leah that was also at the end of. Oh, I forgot about the deep fake Leah. Yeah, that sucked. Yeah, looks horrifying. Yeah, absolutely horrifying. <laughs> and <laughs> like, and and it just goes to show we don't need it. Just. Just stop. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, like, we, like, like, just use living actors and actresses to create art. And, and, we, and, we, we, and we established that we've, we've introduced mm-hmm. a Kirk and the Strange New Worlds universe. Yeah, just like, use, use, use him to, or use, Chris Pine. Yeah. I don't care. Whatever. Yeah, fucking use them. Well, well we understand. Like, yeah. we just watched those uh, fan films where, like, some, like, mm-hmm. where, like, a... Uh, where a where a weird looking guy is playing uh playing Kirk or or Harry Kim or Harry Kim and like that guy was playing Kirk and we we're just like okay that's Kirk it's yeah like, it's I mean like I, I accept it like he's not a good Kirk but he's Kirk I don't yeah, care yeah okay that's the role he's fulfilling right now yeah. it's like you know it's just like we have that suspension of of of, dis, of disbelief and it's just like but they believe apparently that people who watch Star Trek uh maybe specifically are, are like dumb mm. I I don't know I guess so. I feel insulted, really. <laughs> and we showed, like, yeah, we and, and so far, Stranger Worlds, it, it's introduced, like, different legacy characters. Mm-hmm. Uhura, Spock, Pike, Kirk, like, all of these people that have, have existed previously, and we accept them fine. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't, like, if, if they had deep faked um, Nichelle Nichols' uh, face mm-hmm. over New Uhura, that would have been that would have been terrible. <laughs> that would have been terrible. Yeah, especially since <laughs> Celia Gooding is is so fucking hot. Yes, she is. I'm, I I would be very mad if they covered up their face. Yes, that yeah, would be like, unfortunate. Yeah. Not okay with me. Yeah, and I also yeah also feel like and and we when it showed when they've used that technology and the other things like it's shown that it's not really that there yet like you know. You know, look at like Robert De Niro and the Irishman mm-hmm. when they were like de aging him. Oh, yeah. And or or fucking even Picard in Picard yeah, season and, oh, three. Oh, God. When they make him look like a fucking plastic uh, sea ghoul. lion. Yeah, he looked like a plastic ghoul. <laughs> and, yeah. like, and, and it gets to like there's like, you know, can't like even when like in the Irishman when Robert De Niro is supposed to be like 20. 25 30 years old he moves like an old man moves like an old man they also can't do much about like his jowls so he's still very jolly Mm -hmm. and he's just uh, he just has smooth jowls and it doesn't look right like we call him smowls around here it actually messed with my suspension of disbelief where it's just like Mm -hmm. i can't pretend that this man is a 30 is a 25 years old could you not masturbate to it anymore i didn't know I mean, you masturbate to most Scorsese, though. Oh, absolutely, but that... What, what's uh, your favorite Scorsese to jerk off to? To one of his... <laughs> Maybe Casino. Casino's pretty good at jerk that, off. That one I've watched the most, I think. Really? Yeah. Interesting. It's it's not my favorite mafia film. Mm. I I put it, like, below even, like, Departed. Mm. 
Yeah. Yeah, part of that I didn't really like. I don't know. Really? I liked Departed a lot. Yeah, not a big Boston fan. <laughs> you don't like more than a feeling? No. No. But, yeah, like, that's, that, and that does show, like, also, like, as we, sh- also, like, um, uh, with Luke, you know, and, uh, and the deep faked, uh, mm-hmm. other ones, it does show, like, how it takes you out of the movie magic. It take it just, like, yeah. it removes you because all you can focus on is how unnatural it looks. Mm-hmm. Like, like, you know, you have, like, you know, take, for example, in Godfather 2, you have Robert De Niro playing a young Marlon Brando. Right. That's fine. No, like, no, it's not fine. It was incredible. Yeah, it was incredible. It's one of the yeah. best movies of all time. Oh, absolutely. And that and that's the thing. Like you have like this guy playing a younger character. Mm-hmm. Like you, they've done it all the you know, all the time. You know, you have like a different actor play a younger version of them, and then it's like fine. Your brain understands. Right. And it's just like you know having to then like do a deep fake thing where then like you're not like paying attention to the story. You're more paying attention to like the how bizarre and just like it's like something that like like Picard you know DH Picard looked like something that's at the end of your bed if you take too much Benadryl <laughs> it's, not, it's, not, it's not like oh, oh that is a 60 year old man instead of like a 90 year old man it's like oh no that is that is something that is going to uh, step out of the shadows and grab my grab my ankles and force me into the shadow realm yes yeah that happens to me way too often. <laughs> yes. I spend a lot of time in the shadow realm. Dog. You spend too much time in the shadow realm, and you should. And I probably should stop snorting Benadryl, especially the <laughs> the liquid pills. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't think you should be snorting that, yeah. Yeah, my nose bleeds a lot. <laughs> and it burns. Yeah. It burns so good. All of my holes burn, though. Yeah, you yeah. you that. shouldn't do everything the hat man tells you to do. <laughs> <laughs> But if I do, then I become the hat man myself. That's what that what he, that's what he tells you. <laughs> yeah, well, it's got to be true because I can only I can see him. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna say I think you should be wary of this hat man character. Like, I don't think he's up to. Uh, I don't think he's totally like. I think you're just jealous you can't see him, brother. <laughs> I know. I'm afraid to take too much Benadryl. I don't want to see the hat man. I think I'd freak out. Yeah. yeah. How about what if it? What if it was? Benjamin Drill Cisco. <laughs> okay, maybe. That really didn't work. <laughs> Benadryl it, Cisco. Benadryl you think Cisco. that's, you think that's, that's, uh, that's Cisco's full name? No, that, like, <laughs> that's, a, that's a shirt I'll get sued for. <laughs> if, you, if you retcon anything, make it so like it's not Benadryl, Benjamin Cisco, it's Benadryl, Benadryl Cisco. Cisco. <laughs> yeah, that'd, be an, that'd be an amazing thing to name your kid and then just call him Ben or Benny. Yeah. It's... Yeah, it's like totally all right, gender um, neutral. All right, uh, okay. Uh, who's who's present? Is there a ben- Cisco? A, a bit? Uh, is it Benjamin Cisco? No, it's, it's Benadryl Cisco. <laughs> <laughs> Benadryl Cisco. Ben, 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 ben. Oh, Ben Cisco. Do you like to be called uh, Ben or Benjamin? Actually, it's uh, it's Benadryl. <laughs> Imagining like a really, really um. Really preferring to be called Benadryl. Yeah, please call me by a full name, Benadryl. Yeah, yeah. like that'd be <laughs> embarrassing. Like, imagine being the guy who really, really wants to go by the embarrassing full name. Yeah, like me, Britain. Britain. Uh, yeah, that sucks. All right. But um, imagine if your Brit-a-drill. name Benadryl. Yeah, if your name is like Adolf, and, and and instead of going by like Dolph or whatever, you're like, no, it's Adolf. 
God, I never thought about that. Yeah, like is that Dolph Lundgren's full name? Damn. Yeah. Yeah, I can see why he doesn't go by Adolf. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think everyone can see that. Yeah. Yeah, it's like that's the thing. Like, it'd be no cool if his really full name a- was Dolphin, though. That would be cool. That'd like, be yeah, it. he's like, yeah, actually, no, my my name is short for Dolphin. What what if what if Adolf Hitler was just a dolphin? A, what if it was short for Adolphin Hitler? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that could be true. Like he, he like, like uh, he was like, like he, had, he was just like, wearing a human suit. And, and what, what, if, what if the Jews are secretly conspiring to kill all the dolphins? Mm. And it's just <laughs> no, that's not. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you know, uh, workshop it a little bit more. Yeah, <laughs> no, let's just burn that workshop to the ground. Yeah, let's burn that workshop. Yeah, let's 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 uh, let's board it up. And, uh, yeah, let's yeah. <laughs> Pretend it never existed. <laughs> nope, that's abandoned now. <laughs> um, so, uh, article continues. More recently, the Star Trek Prodigy episode Kobayashi featured Spock, Ahura, Scotty, and Odo, all characters whose actors had died. This wasn't as difficult a uh, feat to achieve, however, as it used archival footage and the series is animated. Which I was fine with. It didn't work that great, though, because the mm. recording quality was so different. Yeah, like, yeah, you would, like, people would start talking like Spock had, like, yeah. a different... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, Spock would be like, well, I saw Spock And, yeah. Yeah, even with, like, yeah, like, um, even with animated things, like, there's enough talented voice actors out there that could easily replicate easily any, probably any even people. adam nimoy could probably do his dad oh yeah absolutely sure. like you, you could have any any kind of talented voice actor mm-hmm. replicate their voices with with relative ease like mm-hmm. and if anything if if you and animation is honestly the best way to if you want to like revisit any of these characters do it oh 100 yeah yeah so Goldsman did concede that figuring out how to use the te- technology in Star Trek's ongoing storyline would be a bit of a challenge, adding that if it were to happen, it likely won't be anytime soon, saying, quote, It's a really hard thing to figure out how to do, but none of me opposes it. He said, uh, quote, We just don't have plans for it. Yeah, and you know what? A lot of this just feels like spectacle. Yeah. Because it's just like there's no other reason to do it than spectacle. No. Like, I understand, like, they feel like Kirk is, like, this huge property within Star Trek that they want to keep he bringing was, back. He's the second most popular character on his own fucking show. Yeah. Yeah. Like. It's, <laughs> and it's just like, okay, we have to, we feel this compulsion to do it because, you know, oh, mm-hmm. it's, that's what the people want. But is it, though? I don't know. Like It's what the sheeple want. It's what the sheeple want. Like, yeah, it just, and it, yeah, it just. It just feels like something to do and just like have everyone freak out about <laughs> online and mm-hmm. and then it doesn't really accomplish anything like you know and, you know like they brought back Luke and that was like that just had everyone going like that was weird it and, was weird <laughs> and like and it wasn't like it didn't add any add or take anything away from like from from the role like you could have easily had like the guy who looked just like Mark Hamill play that role and but but they needed to have like a big headline like yeah. AI they used AI deep, to deep, deep faked uh Mark Hamill makes an appearance in uh and uh and uh in the in Mandalorian it'd but. be cooler if they got Mark Camel Joe Camel's brother <laughs> and why uh, isn't Mark Cam- I wonder if Mark Camel is actually related they he changed his name to distance himself from the cigarette camel that would make a lot of sense <laughs> yeah. but he's still like kind of a nepo baby mm mm-hmm. mhm because he's still part of the camel family. He doesn't, he doesn't want to acknowledge that he does have, like, you know, 
connections to yeah. to cigarettes. Like he doesn't want to seem like he has that. Sort, he's like affiliated with them in any way. Is Joseph Camel still alive? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. The cartoon camel. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess he never dies. I mean, unless he's put into the dip. He's got to die of like lung Oh no, he probably has that lung cancer vaccine They have Mm, uh, Yeah, he went to Cuba Yeah, he went to Cuba He got that Yeah That real Cuban riz there Yeah, he he was just like Yeah, he was able to uh, To go through through, uh, To Cuba And secretly get it And return back to the United States Without being seen But he still can get like Throat cancer and stuff Yeah, yeah, yeah But he's Gum cancer Yeah Yeah Sinus cancer yeah, I guess that's probably heart disease doesn't protect against heart disease. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, heart disease, uh, hypertension. But you know, you know, it does protect against all of those things. Hmm. Is uh, wear, wear, wearing a cool leather jacket and smoking cigarettes. Oh yeah, and being a cartoon camel that can't get cancer. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's probably the most important thing. Yeah, gonna, I think I think I'm what, not gonna I'm not gonna lie to you folks. I've misled you here. Um, <laughs> the only way to not get lung cancer and, or and any, have a healthy smoking habit or any type of cancer for yeah. that matter is to be a cartoon camel. Yes. So if you can find out a safe and healthy way to become to maybe transmute your body mm-hmm. into cartoon camel hood yeah if you can find if you can find something in toontown like go to toontown and like and get like uh (laughs) and get this like miracle cure that turns you into a tune yeah and then you'll be completely immortal and you can literally do anything unless you get put into the dip if you get put in the dip then it's all over for you i'm sorry like but otherwise you can smoke to your heart's content you can do shoot. You can smoke crack, shoot heroin. You can do anything. Yeah, yeah I bet Joe Camel smokes a lot of crack. Absolutely, Joe, Joe Camel is kind of like Hunter Biden. He probably dips his. He probably dips his cigarettes. <laughs> oh, in formaldehyde and crack. Yeah, 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 and just smokes that. Like, oh, well, why yeah. the fuck not? He's immortal. What, what do they call it? Sher- sherm, I think. Yeah, yeah. sherm. Yeah, sherm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's smoking those sherm sherm joints. Yeah, he he do be. (laughs) (laughs) Joe Joe Camel do be smoking that sherm. He doesn't give a fuck. He's a cartoon. Like, he can't die. Like, he's... Do do you think he's circumcised? (laughs) Do you think he's he's Muslim? No, no, no. Where's he from? I mean, obviously, like, Camel's are native to, like, that area. Like, a very... Islamic area. Uh, he could be like part of the royal family that, and they're and they're not seen as like. That's a good point. He's probably like a, a Saudi prince or something. Yeah, huh? yeah. Huh. That was yeah. Interesting. Yeah, could be. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm sure he's not held to the same standard. I'm sure he puts on like the you know the garb when he needs to and be and and for pictures. But oh yeah, but other otherwise he's like trend setting around the world, taking Instagram pictures of smoking cigarettes. Oh, smoking smoking sherm. (laughs) Smoking sherm with like heroin addicted models that he knows. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. And he has that, and that's how he gets all the money to do that. Like. Like that, no one actually knows what he does for a job. He's just like he's like, oh, you know, Joe Camley just shows up and looks cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's, he's got he's got some old money, but he also he also hustles. He also hustles. Yeah, but he doesn't hustle because he needs to. He just hustles for the love of the game. Yeah, and because he he secretly has a desire to be caught, so he can go to prison. But even still, he knows he can't because yeah, his because family has such connections. Yeah, he's so privileged. He's so privileged. So it's just like mm. yeah, it's like. 
So he kind of does it. He knows there's a safety net involved, but like he's still he's still a little bad. But you avoided the question: Is he circumcised? <sighs> probably. Pro- you're gonna go for a probably. Yeah. Like, I'm not uh, sure what a camel dick looks like. What's your over under? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even sure if it necessitates a circumcision. <laughs> is, it, is it something that has a sheath that comes yeah, out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I started. I started. So, like, are humans the only people that can circumcise animals that can be circumcised? Uh, I mean, yeah. Like, other animals do have a sheath. I don't know. Like, do do monkeys have a foreskin? Is that a thing? Man, we're asking some deep questions on this I don't, podcast. I, don't, I know cats can't really be circumcised, no. or dogs, so to speak. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I think I don't think Jan C- Joe Campbell needs a circumcision. He has he just, his dick just slides out like a sheath out of a sheath. But but I mean, there's a lot of things about him that are human, and I'm assuming his oh. penis is also human. But maybe I feel like that's furry? the only thing that's not human. <laughs> just ju- he, ju- what about so his balls? Two, his two. balls are human, but, yeah. but not his shaft. Well, he also doesn't have a hump. Uh-huh. Like we don't know if he. Well, not that we know of. That might just be a. He might have. You think a, he has a restraining device? I think he has a, an onion booty. That's what I mm. think. I think he has a juicy plumper. Oh, so that's his hump. Yeah, that's his 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 lovely lady lumps. <laughs> that would be my fun. hump, my hump, my hump. That would be funny if he does have a hump, and mm-hmm. instead of keeping water in it, it's smoke. It's cigarette smoke. It's not a thing that retains water. It's just, like if he's like too long without a cigarette. He's just like, oh, he's like, and then he goes. There's just two giant cancer tumors <laughs> that are constantly <laughs> mutating and growing. Oh, they're no, they're cat, they're they're camel lumps. Yeah, they're, they're, fil- they're filled with I'm, cigarette smoke. I'm fine. <laughs> no, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> he still does like he still does the motion like he's smoking a cigarette. Like he brings two fingers to his mouth and then like blows smoke and they're like, Joe Camel, how'd you do that? And like, oh. It's my retaining hump. <laughs> I got a bunch of cigarettes smoking that. Uh, lovely lady lumps. Yeah, I, I'm sure there's rule 34 of of Joe Camel. Oh, somewhere. there's got to be so much. Would you? Yeah. Would you? Would you? I don't know. Sexually engage with Joe Camel? Probably not. Like, because I, I, I don't know. I, I don't like smokers. What? What have we got? That jock picture? <laughs> I don't like. I don't like cigarette smokers. Uh huh. So, yeah, probably not. You don't like cigarette smokers? No. <laughs> like you just like people who smoke cigarettes you don't like them. Well, you don't engage with them sexually, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. That, you should probably say that instead of I don't like them. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's kind no, of offensive. They're, they're they're fine. They're fine. No, they're pretty pretty cool, I'd say. I'd say you're cooler if you smoke. Oh. Because you're bringing yourself closer to death, and that's kind of cool. To Except me. if you're Joe Campbell, you can immortal and you can smoke Sherm. And yeah. Just <laughs> and keep cigarette smoke at all times in your hump. Yeah. Yeah. That, that fucking rocks. Yeah. That dude probably fucking lays some pipe, huh? He probably does. Like, uh, I mean, he, he has. He can smoke cigarettes with none of the none of the side effects. Yeah. He, he's he's an immortal camel cartoon man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With like no humps that we see. No humps, uh-huh. but a camel's dick. <laughs> and a human's balls. You're really <laughs> You're really sure of that one, aren't you? I'm positive. <laughs> <laughs> That's your story and you're sticking to That's it. That's my story and I'm sticking to it. Uh, you're also coming to it later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From from what I've been told. <laughs> Come. Um. So, guess what? Hmm. Star Trek: Strange New Worlds is all on YouTube now. Say what? Yeah, the full first season is on YouTube with oh, ad- yeah. with ads, of course. But uh, you know, if you don't have any kind of streaming service or anything, 
you, you don't have access to Brit's Plex server yeah. that has like them ad free. <laughs> yeah, uh, you don't have uh, access to my butthole. Yeah, your butthole. My butthole. Joe Campbell does. Joe Campbell does have <laughs> access to my butthole. So, if you want the hookup with Strange New Worlds, Strange New Holes too, mm. call my, call my buddy Joe. <laughs> I guess that would be the name of um of the porn parody of Strange New Worlds if they ever make one. Strange New Holds? Yeah. Oh, they got to make one soon. Oh, yeah. Especially with how hot the cast is. Oh, yeah. Like, I'd have sex with this whole cast. <laughs> like, look at how hot they are. Yeah, you're, you're, you're pretty much putting out the, 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 uh, the notice that if they do make it, you need to be involved. <laughs> Hell, yeah. Absolutely. I'd be happy to be involved. <laughs> I'll do a pro bono. Pro boner? Yeah. Hey, got him. <laughs> got him. Put got it on the board. Um... There's an article here. It doesn't matter. Mm. Uh, it's just up on it's up on YouTube. Go and watch it if you haven't watched it yet. It's a great mm. Star Trek series. Great first yeah. season of a Star Trek series. I like it a lot. Like, I, mm. It's funny when I come across people that say they don't like it, and I'm like, it's it's good. Like, you know, like, you know some things have been updated, like some mm -hmm. of the like, dialogue and stuff to, for more modern audience, but it's like... That's fine. It's not. It's not. It's not off-putting. <laughs> but we. It's not. It's not too Whedonish, which I like to say. Indeed. Speaking of Whedonish, I got a little reading series here. A little article to read. A little opinion piece. Hmm. Yeah, that I think uh, would be fun for us to go to, because of our feelings on a certain movie called Star Trek IV: The Voyage Home. What are your feelings on Star Trek for The Voyage Home? I think it's one of the better, best movies of the Star Trek. <laughs> it It is the best movie of the Star Trek series, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like, I think it's like the best representation of all of the Star Trek films that have been released so far. I think yep. it's the best representation of the values of Star Trek and the mm -hmm. values of the Federation. Right. It's, um, it's light-hearted mm -hmm. without, like, it, there, there's no, like, evil big villain... The stakes aren't artificially high. Yeah. It feels like a problem that's, like, kind of reasonable in a weird future. Mm -hmm. And the resolution is really cool and, like, puts a message to whales and whales rock. Yeah. And it, it, feels, it feels human. People are having human relationships. Yes. People yes. are having human interactions. Mm -hmm. And we're also seeing now our decisions not only affect each other, but, like, the uh, but like things we may not think about like the whales yes like, it's know, about, consequences. about consequences consequences yeah. and it's about like yeah fucking our responsibility to 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 um to not only humanity but to mm -hmm. the planet and to uh and to pr the preservation of nature and ultimately like the message is like yeah it, the villains in this movie are kind of humanity itself yep mm -hmm. because they're the ones killing the whales yeah who need to be saved yeah yeah, so uh, let's start on this article. Starts out, um, this one is by uh, Joshua M. Patton, by the way. Mm. Um, I don't think you read the title. Oh, yeah, I didn't. Star Trek fans would hate The Voyage Home if it were released <laughs> today. Um, <clears throat> with the subtitle, Star Trek IV The Voyage Home is considered one of the great franchise films, but fans today would hate the comedy and the overt political message. What? <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> so like, but also, it's like that. It's like, is he implying that there is no other political messages in Star Trek? Um, no overt political messages, uh, maybe. Okay. I don't know. 
So it says, uh, there is an axiom in the Star Trek fandom about the film starring the original cast uh, series cast. Only the even-numbered ones are good. It was born from the reactions of contemporaneous fans to a series of films that felt unending. However, if Star Trek IV The Voyage Home were released today, fans would absolutely hate it. Okay. Star Trek The Motion Picture perfectly represents the franchise. And who is he referring to today? Is he talking about a certain generation? Is he talking about, like, Zoomers? Is he talking? Which who is he talking to specific? Because we're alive today. Fans. He says fans. Because <laughs> we're alive today. Fans. Are we fans? Yeah, I'd say. And so. we're included. So, yeah. um, Star Trek: The Motion Picture perfectly represents the franchise with its slow pacing and cerebral conflict. Star Trek Three and Star Trek Five have both aged well, but at the time, fans and critics felt they were perfunctory at best. Wrath of Khan and Undiscovered Country, however, are classic Star Trek at its best. Immoral quandary sandwiched between ship-based combats and up-close fights. Is that at its best? Mm -hmm. uh, yet, looking at fandom at the 21st century, it's almost baffling the Voyage Home is on the list. First, it's a comedy where the newly revived Spock, the most revered character in the franchise, is the butt of many jokes. Has this motherfucker ever seen Star Trek? That happens... All the time, TOS. Yeah, like a, his, the, 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 the fish whole, out of water thing is the entire element that's of the comedy. Whole, that's the whole way him and Bones interact for the most part. Yeah, that's the entire comic relief of the entire <laughs> series. So uh, he continues, the most revered character. Uh, so uh, rather than set in the future, much of the movie takes place in the 1980s San Francisco. The Enterprise, as much of a character in Star Trek as the people, doesn't even appear until the last scene of the film. Lastly, instead of a careful, crafted sci-fi allegory, the film delivers an over-real-world political message. However, fans that call it some of the best of the era of Star Trek are completely correct. Okay, what? Okay, like, like, what do you? Then what are you trying to say? Is it is the political message so overt that it's like? That it's like bad and that it's unrelatable to people, or is it really, or is it the best track that's that's been produced? Um, I'm I'm really not sure what he's trying to say. Yeah, it's kind of incoherent. Yeah, that's uh, why I love uh, modern day websites. Yeah, yeah, this is just not going to work. I feel like. Well, you know what? Maybe we won't read this article if it just doesn't work for us. Yeah, because this is a piece of shit. Oh, here we go. There it goes. Yeah, I love all the pop-up ads that constantly make the shite crash. <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. So, continues, many th fans thought The Search for Spock was a cynical movie. Kirk's newly discovered son dies simply for shock value. The Enterprise is destroyed, and some fans felt resurrecting Spock undercut the impact of his sacrifice in Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. Decidedly absent from all these films was a clear sense of fun. The Voyage Home is more comedy than any other genre. Scotty, one of the greatest engineers of Starfleet, talks to a computer mouse. Spock tries out cursing uh, and, it, and is bad at it. When the movie wants fans to think Chekhov is going to die, it still makes times for jokes. I, don't, I didn't ever think he was going to die, did you? Mm -mm. Uh, Doctor I mean, it had like the silly music when they're in the hospital and they're darting him around. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dr. McCoy gives an old woman a pill that grows a new kidney for her. The escape from the hospital is a slapstick chase through the hallways, complete with silly music from Leonard Roman's, Roseman's score. Yeah. Uh, the premise of the film is paper-thin, designed only to facilitate an anti-wailing message. 
A probe from... <laughs> Wait, let's look this guy up. Boop, 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 boop. Oh, he's a whaler. <laughs> yeah, it's like... It's actually, this is written by, by Big Whale. I feel like it's just generally an environmental message. Yeah, and it's like... And it's like also reflective of just like, you know, like, you know... Nimoy, I think, has said he wanted to like raise awareness of just like the co- the consequences of whaling and how, mm-hmm. you know. And I felt this is going to do it. And it was a very personal film for Nimoy. Yeah, like, and Nimoy rocks. We love. Yeah, Nimoy. Nimoy rocks, and it's just like and, I, but I feel like wanting to save the whales and save human to save humanity is a very big Star Trek, <laughs> like, and it's just like, and it, is, and it, and it doesn't. I mean. Yes, the save the whales, but it's not like punching you over the head with it. Like mm-hmm. almost, it's like it's like saying it, it. The the movie presents like saving the whales as like the as like the most important thing to save the future. Yeah, exactly. And to, and because like humanity is under 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 uh, um, not attack, but they're uh, in danger because of like of the probe that's mm-hmm. trying to speak to the whales, and they need to. They need they need the whales to they speak the whales. to. They Otherwise, the they're gonna keep on sending that message, which is a fucking frequency that's gonna destroy the earth. Yeah, and and it's just like that's a good message. Like, like why is he so against this? <laughs> I don't, well, I, I think he's against fans. I don't know. Uh, he continues. Um, <clears throat> uh, the premise of the film is paper thin, designed only to facilitate anti-whaling message. A probe from some unknown part of the galaxy comes to Earth communicating in humpback whale song. The probe is all but destroying the planet in its search, so Kirk and the gang have to time travel to bring back some of the species uh, before it goes extinct. The story spends almost no time dwelling on the momentous losses of the previous film. There's no examination of what it's like for Spock to come back from the dead, save for some light amnesia. The big emotional reunion fans have been expecting happen off screen. The all caps YouTube video titles practically write themselves. Okay, like uh, I mean, it's it's fine. They don't. They just did a little bit of exposition, and it actually like pretty much it sums up in the first like twenty minutes of the film like how he recovers. Yeah, and it's not. And I feel like that's very Vulcan of the way he recovers. Yeah, like. like he, I will admit, though, not dealing with David's death, big mistake. Big mistake. That I mean, I think we've mentioned that when we talked about the film, mm-hmm. and but also it's like, what did they think? What did he think the search for Spock was? That was all just like right? getting Spock back, like how, mm-hmm. like Spock, you know, recovering his memories, going, you know, rapidly aging and going through that. I feel like that's that's already we've already covered that territory yeah well he really just wants to search for spock two, the suck for cock yeah uh like search for spock three and a half where we get to like and and that's and i feel like i feel like that's i feel that's not even necessary and i don't think any i don't think any fan felt that was totally necessary because it's like no it's like that no that makes sense like at this point they've been fucking going around the universe for mm-hmm. what th- 30 odd years at this point right yeah and so like they don't need they're already they're already like old friends mm-hmm. like it, they already showed like a level of excitement for having spock back yeah. and that's all they need and then like and that was fine but obviously like they were 
then thrust into a situation that they needed to respond to and they, they mm-hmm. respond in the best way possible. Yeah, exactly, like, which is what their team is about. What their team is about. Mm-hmm. Like, there was some... there, there and, and I feel like they, they referenced Spock's, like, kind of like, you know, if you want to call it a state fragile, mm-hmm. you know, throughout the thing. You know, it's just like he has some, some moments where he's like, you know, they kind of wonder if he's still there on it almost, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's like... No, it, it, it's fine. We don't need to re- keep going over like the over like Spock's um, reintegration or anything. Like, go on to the next adventure. Absolutely. And 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 that's you know if if it was something that was needed, like no one would be calling it like the best Star Trek film ever made. No, <laughs> true. And I I do personally think it is the best Star Trek film, yeah. straight up, a hundred percent, without a doubt in my mind. Oh yeah, with number five being close second for you. Uh, gets there. Um, <laughs> so, continues. Uh, however, fans were different back then. Audiences were seemingly tired of the heavy tragedy of the previous films. There was no exploration and no discovery. There would be a threat, and Kirk would have to rally the crew to go meet it. Someone would die, but the enemy would be defeated. Be- because Star Trek was a TV series with many kinds of stories, the franchise was never supposed to be one thing. Even if fans objected to the characterization of the unsubtle political moral, they were just happy Star Trek was fun again. Um, The original series was among the top-rated syndicated series for decades after the show's cancellation. The first film was a budgetary boondoggle, but it wasn't a flop. Before the debut of The Voyage Home, all previous Star Trek films made tens of millions in profit for Paramount. Star Trek IV is the only film to gross more than $100 million. Ooh. Uh, again, though a through a 2020 lens, this seems like something that would be impossible to repeat. If the Kelvin timelines returned with a fourth installment that was a comedy, for instance, <laughs> critics and fans alike would call it unfocused and disrespectful. No one's calling this a motherfucking comedy, for one. Yeah, and also, like... The fucking Star Trek Beyond was kind of a comedy. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. like, and like, all all Star Trek has its moments of levity. It has comic relief. Mm-hmm. I don't think the comedy was like you know, obviously, like you know, um, can't remember the chick's name. Obviously, she's very silly. Like, uh, oh, yeah. um, you know, and and that's what's more comic relief. But I wouldn't outright call it a comedy. Yeah, it's it, you know, and it, it it's it's it makes amusing points, and like mm-hmm. you know, he points out you know Kirk cussing, like um, Scotty talking to the mouse. It just goes, to sh- like, it's it's like common things that would happen mm-hmm. for anyone. Like I think if we went back in time to medieval times, <laughs> to medieval ages, we would be doing things that would seem bizarre to them as well. It's just like they're yeah. like things like like a ma- like a computer mouse has mm-hmm. been probably like nothing that scotty ever like considered or right right like it's like yeah like he would have that sort of reaction and it's like yeah like going back to medieval times and showing people like shiza porn on your cell phone yeah like it would blow their mind in half yeah and there would be something that we would see that they that they use in their daily lives we would have no we would not recognize and that we we would like live shiza shows yeah like live shiza shows and we would Uh react we would react in a funny way to that because just like just shows like the, the progress of culture, the progress of just humanity, and just like mm-hmm. how we leave like obsolete technology behind. Even now, even now, like you know, you sh- like uh, they have videos on like showing kids um, uh, rotary phones. Yeah, they have no idea what to do with it. 
yeah. or like <laughs> and like are are those are is that is that like you know it's obvious it's comedic but it's like it, mm-hmm. it is the kids like having no cultural context for rotary phone i mean they, i think they know it's a phone they know it's a phone but they don't know how to use it which is fine because yeah. why would you need to use a rotary yeah. phone unless like you know you're at gam gam's house yeah exactly like even gam gam probably doesn't even have a rotary no phone anymore. she fucking only uses a cell phone now yeah because that's what her fucking life alerts connected to yeah it's just like it's like yeah, it's it's a moment of levity. It's a moment of comedy, but it moves on, and there is like that's what I don't understand what he's trying to say here because it's like oh, it's a comedy, oh, it's a serious political message. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like you know, and it's just like people today wouldn't like either of those things. I'm like, what? I don't. <laughs> I like those things just fine. I like, like those things fine. Like I don't like. I like I like to be entertained more than anything. I like I like good writing, good acting like an engaging story where I believe the stakes and the actors and how they're responding to things. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. I I like, I like to be entertained and Star Trek four is goddamn entertaining. Yes. Like, I don't care what elements are popular right now or in vogue. Mm -hmm. Like, come on. No one, no one really certainly cares. Like, Everyone was like a D and D movie. How can that work? And mm-hmm. everyone, it was pretty much universally loved. It was great. Yeah, it was. It was surprisingly good. Like and that's what everyone said. Is yeah. they were surprised how good it was. Yeah, that's a great thing to happen. I I think you could show this to. Yeah, you could show like I think you know I think we both grew up watching this movie and we loved it. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And and it's like something that we've rewatched several times uh, mm-hmm. recently and and we'll keep watching it like introduce it to other generations and like and i think they will like it as well i don't think it's like something that's completely like alien Mm -hmm. (laughs) and unenjoyable to anybody indeed like even like people who are fans of like you know does he say is he trying to say like like people who are like like new trek wouldn't like this Mm -hmm. is that what he's trying to say it doesn't make sense so uh article continues here back in 1986 fandoms didn't yet know how to be cynical that the thing they loved continued what uh but by trying something different the star trek storytellers proved that audiences were receptive to different kinds of stories they didn't punish the film for taking a very modern real political stance though arguing against the murder of whales for profit isn't a hard sell so does he think does he think like star trek has never commented on a current political problem our current political uh he think i mean he, he thinks it's it's all allegory but like saving the whales isn't like that's not a huge political divisive message no that that's that's a conservationist message which is always something you could have a conservation we you, you could make that you could make this today yeah the whales are still in danger the fucking killer whales are fucking killing things. Yeah. They could fucking drop, they could make this movie about killer whales now. We're, we're currently facing, unt- we're like climate crises that will cause mass extinction events. Yes. Probably it's, kill all the whales. Yeah. Kill all the whales. It, it's like, it's not, it's something that's like, you know, no one can relate to. Like, if anything, we're going to, we can relate to this message more now than we did back then. Yeah. And whereas like, you know, back, back in uh, the eighties, like it wasn't like, um, 
like climate change wasn't like on the forefront of everyone's brains. Mm-hmm. And even still, like they tried to as much as they try, they want to you know make it seem so, like downplay the the severity of of climate change. Now it's like we still kind of have this underlying mm-hmm. fear yeah. <laughs> of 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 uh, of a uh, of a mass extinction event or some mm-hmm. sort of like climate crisis that will that will that will cause it. Uh, one thing I will say, something that I would find that I, if this film were made today, I would find totally unbelievable, mm. is uh, two two men living in a park together, without being like killed by the police in San Francisco, oh, especially. Yeah. yeah, like that 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 could never happen. If <laughs> if like Kirk told that lady, that doctor, especially like that white lady, that, like, hey, me and this guy, we 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 live in the park here. She would be calling the cops yesterday. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Macing him. Or she would just be like, that's very good for you and your partner. I'm glad you guys are having a lot of fun in the bathhouses and <laughs> in the San Francisco park. <laughs> yeah, we do love that, don't we, folks? <laughs> yeah. It's good for everyone. But, yeah, like, yeah, I I, I don't like this dude. Like, <laughs> like. I don't know. The, this the is idea, just writing for writing's sake. The, the, yeah, it's like he was given like a task, and he just wrote like the most dog shit thing. Like, I feel like it was it he, was fed it, through a fucking AI filter. Or something. Probably. Like, I would I would not doubt it was written by ChatGPT because it's like it's it, he's he's trying to imply like Star Trek has never made political commentary on any modern day issue before or something. Mm-hmm. All right, like, which is completely false. <laughs> like that's yep. what that's the whole point of it. You know, it's like, uh, you know, recontextualize like a current day issue into into a sci-fi story mm-hmm. and use allegory like, you know, and that's 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 all Trek is. <laughs> right. And like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, Get out of here with your dog shit. I, I didn't like it when they like use the January 6th footage in Strange New Worlds. That yeah. was heavy handed. That but, was heavy handed. But yeah, if they talked about, you know, like uh fascists trying to illegitimize an election i'd be like okay that's that's fine yeah that's fine that's a thing that happens all over the place and like if you think they're talking about america when they say that you are like in america you know you're just very american centrist in your thinking yeah and jingoistic probably in your thinking because like that happens everywhere yeah everywhere we the cia does it all the time yeah like i don't i don't understand his like yeah bad 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 article i think it's just like trying yep. to write something that's he's, inflammatory. he's got a case of the article brain yeah that's really just, what it, just what inflammatory it to generate likes but yeah no what you know watch you know watch the best star trek film ever made like yeah. you'll like it everyone will like it everyone can relate to the issue of conservation of um of our of our whale friends of mm-hmm. nature yeah and the importance that it has on the future of humanity hell yeah we can and yeah. i think that's a good place to leave it yeah Go whales. Go whales. Don't nuke the whales. Go whales. Hell yeah. And most importantly, hang dong and shocker. Soy, 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 so
I'd love to see it. Whip it out. I'd love to whip it out. <laughs> I wish I had it. 